Hello, everyone, and welcome yet again to another episode of Fandom Fridays. This is a podcast with the Westerville Public Library where we speak with different people on staff to kind of get a sense of what it is that they love, things that they're a fan of. So for today's episode, we get a chance to speak with Jonathan Atwood, one of my colleagues here at Westerville Public Library. Now, Jonathan has been with the library since December of 2018, so if you have ever come to the computer lab, you more than likely got assistance from him directly. And now, without further ado, here's Jonathan. Hi, everyone. As David might have already mentioned, my name is Jonathan Atwood. I am a technology and reference associate here at Westerville Public Library. And the fandom I would like to talk to you about today is Critical Role. So first, the question, of course, is what is Critical Role? Um, it is a podcast and Twitch stream, basically, of a bunch of nerdy voice actors getting together and playing Dungeons & Dragons. Um, it is, it's been an epic series of adventures. They're, they're about to enter into their third campaign. Um, they've been doing this for something like six years now. They're one of the most successful uh, podcasts of its type in the business and it's just a really fun experience. I'm actually fairly new to it. Um, the, this isn't something that uh, I've, I've been into for a huge long time, but it has really definitely taken me and taken hold of me and gripped me. I got introduced to it through a friend of mine who I also play Dungeons and Dragons with in real life. And he was like, you know, hey, they've got this new series coming out. It's going to be a kind of a mini series. Uh, it'll be easier to get into what, what, give it a shot, give it a shot. It's really cool. And I'm, I'm a big nerd. Um, I love anime. I love animation. Uh, I've, I'm very familiar with a bunch of the cast already from their work, uh, outside of Critical Role. And it, it just hooked me because, um, it's not just that it's this really cool adventure with these, these seven or eight people sitting around a table, uh, having fun, doing epic stuff, telling this amazing and in-depth story. Um, they are, you know, it's not just that they are hilarious. I cannot, you know, tell you how many times I've been reduced to, like, tears of laughter listening to these, to these wonderful people. I think it really is that they are wonderful people there is a a trust and a vulnerability that they bring to the table uh they've been all been friends for a long time and they have the ability to just lean into those moments that make something like dungeons and dragons where it's this mutual cooperative storytelling experience so great um not only the humor, the, the bits that they do, the goofs that they do, but there are also these moments of, of emotion and vulnerability and power. Um, and it is, it is just so much fun. It feels like you are, you are sitting in the table at the, at the kitchen table almost with them. Um, and it, I, I just, I, I can hardly describe how how engaging it is and how welcoming it feels. It's like this warm blanket in some ways 
that you can just sit down every Thursday and wrap around your shoulders and share this experience with these really cool people. And it's a real rarity in the industry, in the entertainment industry, in, in Hollywood, because of course they all live in LA because they're all actors, um, where they own their own company. It, it is all owned by, by the cast. It is all run by the cast. They have uh, this, this immense creative control and freedom that most people in that industry do not have. The only people they're working for is themselves. The only standards that they have to meet are the ones that they set for themselves. And the bar is pretty high. Um, these are some fantastic actors. Uh, Matthew Mercer, I think, is the big name. He's the dungeon master. He's the guy who runs the whole like story. But you also have people like, like Ashley Johnson, who won some serious, serious awards for her work in The Last of Us, um, among other things. And, and just this really, really talented cast. Uh, they come up with so many really cool stories and bits and characters and moments on the fly. And it's something I just I have really enjoyed sinking into and and there's there's so much of it at this point there's something like uh 300 episodes <laughs> don't worry you don't have to start there um that is you know uh, you know to kind of transition into some of the challenges of the fandom that is definitely one of the challenges there is a lot to consume here and there's if you want the entire uh, range of it you know you're going to be going about six years back and into their very first campaign which you know started as a literal just campaign played among friends at Matthew Mercer's kitchen table. And it is really, I mean, I, I encourage you at some point to go back and see some of the earlier stuff because it is really fascinating to watch these people and this, this project grow from what is, what is very humble origins and very much a bunch of friends just trying to kind of figure out how to do this thing that they love to do so much into this very, I don't want to say professional in a bad way, but this very well-honed, well-tuned, um, kind of well-oiled machine working together to create these stories. Um, the good news is, is that it is very easy right now to get into it because, A, um, they are about to start a new campaign, a third campaign uh, in, a, in a new space uh, with a new set of characters and a new story. And so if you're going to hop in, I very much encourage you to start now or to look at the Exandria Unlimited series, which is like a, it's a slightly different cast than usual. They brought in some of their friends, um, some really great voice actors like Amy Carrero and Robbie Damon. Um, and it's, it's not quite a one shot, but it's like eight episodes and it's a lot more digestible. So if you want to get a feel for kind of like how Critical Role works, I recommend you start there. Or if you just want to dive in with both feet, hey, this Thursday, uh, you're going to have the start of a whole, well, this Thursday when I'm recording this. So like, you know, uh, two thirds of the way through October. But they're going to have a fresh start. And I think it's going to be a really great time to get into it. They've gotten a lot of press lately for the quality of what they do, um, the success of what they do, the, the, 
novelty of the fact that they are this creative show, this creative uh, project that is owned by the creators, that is run by the creators. Uh, next year, early next year, they're going to have an animated series following the crew from the first campaign, The Legend of Vox Machina. It's uh, going to be on Amazon Prime, and I think that's going to be really cool. Um, fair warning, it is, uh, it, even though it is going to be like an animated show, it is not for kids. <laughs> they they try to keep it not too bad, but, the, you know, they're they're not doing, it's, you know, it's, it's PG-13, usually. Um, but they, they've just really developed it into this amazing, um, interesting set of things. And th- then they do all these other side projects, all this other side content. Uh, my favorite of which is something uh, called uh, Narrative Telephone, which is where one of them comes up with a story and then they send it to the next one in line and they only have one uh, view through of it. And then they that person records it and it goes on to the next one. And it is hilarious to see how these these delightful, intricate stories get utterly mangled in the most like wacky ways. And as these professional actors uh, sort of quietly um, fall apart, <laughs> trying to remember increasingly lost details. Um, as far as other challenges, um, you know, it. Like I said, it primarily it's just that there's a lot of content and there's a lot to keep up with. Um, even if you're just starting with a new campaign, that's something like four hours of content a week uh, to to watch through. It's it's not short, um, it's not small. Um, I know that there's also been a lot of discourse lately in the fandom about um, you know the Twitch leaks revealed some of the degree to which they make money, and there's been some some arguments over you know have they sold out have they have they you know given up their creative integrity and i you know i i personally think that's kind of stupid like it suffering from your art for your art doesn't create better art it just means that you create art that's about suffering typically um it's it's i think really fantastic for these people that they can have this control of their own creative endeavor um but no, you know, you know, you look at the sets, you look at the the setups, you you hear the quality of the sound, and no, that's not cheap. And uh, you know, they do they do want to make a living off of it, and I, I don't begrudge them that. But that's it's been one of the things that's been going around in the fandom for a while. It, it is one of the things where the fandom can get very intense. Um, people have very very strong ideas about the characters. People have very strong ideas about uh, how you know how the the game should should work and be run, but. Overall, one of the things that I've also really liked about it is that the fandom is very welcoming and that there are so many people out there who are just united in their love for this nerdy voice actor run Dungeons and Dragons, um, you know, podcast, basically. And it's been really also influential in introducing Dungeons and Dragons to a wider, more mainstream audience. When I was growing up, it was definitely considered something that was still kind of out an outlier to be into. It was kind of weird, you know. Oh, you do that thing, you know. Is it like that satanic thing? Like, no, no, no. Well, I mean, people believed that, but it's it's been really instrumental in showing a whole lot of people, people who wouldn't have otherwise been introduced to tabletop uh, gaming and tabletop role playing, how this sort of thing works. 
and then why it is so powerful sometimes for the people involved in it, why it has hooked us and kept us around for so many years. If you've been, you know, a role player for a very long time, like I have. Um, and I think it's just, I think it's just great. I think it's just wonderful. I encourage everybody to hop on over to uh, critroll.com is their website. And that's C-R-I-T-R-O-L-E dot com. Um, because, and that's, that's basically your place to start. It's got the overview of who everybody is and what they're doing as far as content. You can also find them on YouTube. You can find them on Twitch. You can find them on Twitter. It's all going to be under critical role and with the role being R O L E, um, you know, sort of a pun going on there. Um, and I hope that this encourages some of you to join, um, that whole, crew and myself in Exandria in these adventures that are going to unfold uh, in front of us for the next however many many weeks and months and maybe even years so um, yeah like I said I'm Jonathan Atwood um, I hope you all uh, this encourages you all to join me in watching some critical role and uh, I'm going to toss it back to David and I hope you all have a wonderful day Thank you so much, Jonathan, for joining us for today's episode of Fandom Fridays, and thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying this program and the opportunity to learn more about our staff members and their fandoms, and we invite you to share your fandoms on social media with us. Let us know what it is that you'd like to enjoy, and we'll see you next time on the next episode of Fandom Friday.